Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the South Bay Show, Manhattan Beach Chamber 360, on January 24th, 2020. Live, love, laugh, and leave a legacy. That's what we do here in the South Bay of Los Angeles, and it's a beautiful place to do just that. The South Bay Show is brought to you by the Manhattan Beach Chamber of Commerce. The Manhattan Beach Chamber of Commerce has been serving the city of Manhattan Beach for over 60 years, and they are dedicated to promoting a strong local economy by supporting the community, providing valuable business connections, and representing business with government. The Chamber staff is focused on providing its membership with the tools and resources to help businesses grow and thrive within the community. Their goal is to continually support the individual efforts of business as they work to support the growth of the local economy. For more information on how the Manhattan Beach Chamber of Commerce is working with member businesses and the city of Manhattan Beach to support that growth, visit the website at manhattanbeachchamber.com or call 310-545-5313. I'm your host. Joe Terry, and you can read all about our many adventures on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash The South Bay Show. Persistence, passion, principle, and purpose, that's what we talk about here on The South Bay Show. Joining us as co-host, the CEO and president of the Manhattan Beach Chamber, Kelly Stroman. And of course, normally with us, because of our great partnership with South Bay by Jackie.com, and executive producer of the South Bay show, Jackie Balestra. Although Jackie couldn't be with us today, uh, we hope she's listening in podcast uh, while she's on a commute or are on a run. But uh, in the meantime, uh, hey, Kelly, how are you today? Sorry, (laughs) I have to unmute her. Hey, Kelly, how are you today? Gee, such a blessing and a beast. Um, I'm well. How are you? <laughs> very good, very good. Um, so it's wonderful to see you today. It's such a special day. <laughs> it's a gorgeous day. Weather's gorgeous. We have a little yes, rain this is. week to wash to wash away, you know, anything. And um, it's supposed to be a beautiful weekend. So it's a no football okay. weekend. Actually, it's a pro ball weekend, but no big football. Right. Uh, did you watch no the, big did you watch, That's um, did, you, did you watch the playoffs last weekend? I did watch a little bit. Yes, I did. Uh, the 49ers, and uh, that was, uh, you know, really a big deal because obviously mm-hmm. Green Bay is a huge uh, uh, antagonist of the Chicago Bears. I'm from Chicago, so Green Bay was, you know, there, and, uh, uh, you know, I'm not sure. I guess I'm happy that the 49ers uh, proved that they can still do what they do, but I would have preferred the Green Bay myself personally. Representatives from the Midwest. <laughs> well, you've got Kansas City in the Super Bowl. That's it's, Midwest, isn't it? You know, we, yeah. We, we we talk in a vacuum sometimes here in the West Coast. We have two major base basketball teams in Los Angeles, two major hockey teams, two major baseball teams, <laughs> and two football teams. Uh, Kansas City, a small market. Uh, what is the f- first time in 50 years? Amazing. Yes, and I, and I think the 49ers is the first time in about 23 23- or 27, I don't remember the exact number. I think it's 23 years um, that they have been uh, at the Super Bowl. Because yeah. you know, for, for the longest time in the 80s, you know, uh, kind of the 70s and 80s, the 49ers were dominant. And uh, I right. kind of equate them right. to how the, the Patriots have been for the last 10 years. All the Patriots, you know, aren't in the Super Bowl this year. But uh, I'm glad. I yeah. grew up in Northern California. I'm glad to see. I'm really happy to see the 49ers back in action and their glory. But I'm um, even more pleased that I think um, 49ers Chiefs is going to be a great game. It's two fairly young quarterbacks. Um, with, you know, so it's going to be right. a fresh 
group. There's no veterans playing in the Super Bowl, right? It's it's right. going to be a fresh, right. you know, it's going to be a fresh game. So <laughs> um, I'm excited. Uh, obviously, that is next weekend, not this weekend, but uh, I think it will yes. be um, yes. a fantastic matchup. And if not, uh, we're going to some good commercials. Yeah, we are. And, uh, of course, this weekend, in terms of TV weekend uh, and parties, I know a little bit about that. I've been talking with people who are coming into town in droves for all the parties for the Grammys. I think the Grammys engender more parties than the Oscars almost. (laughs) Uh, Well, probably the the music industry, you know, uh, knows how to party. So uh, yes. that would that would make sense. Um, well, that's yeah. exciting, actually. Um, it was, yeah. It's always fun. There's always something to do in Southern California. Yeah. I always say, if somebody's bored living here in Southern California, it's their own fault because there are so many things to do, and there's of course always you know a plethora uh, of opportunities in the South Bay too, without a doubt. Oh my gosh, we can't. Right. You know, you just can't list them all. <laughs> There's so many things. So no. um, it's a lot of No, fun. and when, while we're talking about the South Bay, let's talk about Manhattan Beach. What's going on with the Manhattan Beach mm-hmm. Chamber? What's happening? Um, we had a very busy week. Um, our guest, who we will get to in a few minutes, um, hosted along with us two um, legal law seminars uh, to address kind of the independent contractor versus employee, all the new rules, all the new laws, how to classify them, um, the maze um, of how to figure all of that out, whether you're an independent contractor or a business using independent contractors, both sides. You know, uh, we had two full rooms both days, really good information. So I'm, real, I'm excited to get to our guests in a few minutes. But um, we also mm-hmm. welcomed a new business with, um, a big ribbon cutting um, at Mercado, uh, which is a wonderful kind of coastal Mexican restaurant at the Manhattan Village Mall. As you know, the mall is going through, you know, massive expansion and renovation. Mm-hmm. Uh, has been for years. It's got a couple more years to go. And Mercado opened about four or five months ago um, in the old location of the old Britworks. And it is coastal Mexican. This is I think about their fourth or fifth location. They have a couple of different concepts in Los Angeles. The food is absolutely um, oh, so fresh and delicious. And they have vegan options too. Um, just they really are very conscientious with uh, food trends. Uh, and they have quite a different, um, amazing array of offerings in Mexican food. So it was people. You think Mexican sometimes you think really heavy food. Not so. This is delicious, fresh, kind of um, creative uh, Mexican food. So we had a fun ribbon cutting, and then we led right into um, a um, mixer. And we had about 60 people, um, the first mixer of the year, enjoying, um, you know, networking, um, getting to know each other, saying Hi. hello, and, and uh, touching base. Yes. So, um, it, it was a lot of fun. Anywho, so, um, you know, mm-hmm. that and we had a lot of new members. We've had a flurry of new members join since. Um, since the new year. So, been you know, been, oh. it's been super busy. Um, and then we're planning State of the City, okay. of course, the annual address by the mayor coming up on February 26th. We have a ton of other mm-hmm. seminars um, coming up. Um, Sylvia Gayad is doing a, her annual uh, tax seminar on February 6th at the library. All this information is on our website, of course. Um, our first Lunch and Learn is coming up in February, just honestly a few weeks away. It doesn't take long, you know, to get there. And um, this weekend uh, is the big downtown Manhattan Beach sidewalk sale. You know, it's a big deal for people. They oh. people wait and wait and wait yeah. for that sidewalk sale. It's a big deal. Um, so that's Coming up, it starts today. Uh, most stores open at 10 a.m. They roll out the ranks. They have the tables. Some of them are clearing out, um, you know, Christmas merchandise. Others, you know, are just uh, kind of clearing out the, the winter um, offerings. But it uh, goes today through Sunday. Mm-hmm. All the stores, even some of, like, the salons and services offer um, – 
discounts on services or sometimes like product or whatever. So um, they're truly, and of course, there's there's the home stores, there's the bookstores, there's the fashion. I always say the sidewalk sale is something for everyone. There's athleisure, there's fat, you know, all sorts of different things. So don't just think it's just girls' clothing. Come up down and uh, and shop that sidewalk sale because it uh, never disappoints. And of course, I always say that early bird gets the worm. So if you come down today or tomorrow morning, you're going to get, you know, the best selection of your sizing right. or whatever you need. So, um, you know, always always quite fun um, and interesting. And then also, um, do you remember Beastie? Remember Cedric and Nina? We had them on about a couple months ago, Beastie Gym. Um, they yeah. were one of the Best of Manhattan finalists, you know, for Healthy Living and Best of mm-hmm. Manhattan. They have a kids camp today. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you know, they really, you know, they ramp up the energy at that place. And but their kids camp is more than just kids running around. And you know, it is a boxing gym, so it's more than kids just, you know, hitting something. But they really teach kids about healthy living, mind, body, um, confidence. You know, and and um, mm-hmm. and how to whether they're you know eight years old or they're fourteen years old, um, kind of how to how to handle those some of those bumps. In life, and they really work on the kids' self-image. So they're having a fun um, camp, and that is this afternoon, four to seven at Beeston, and they, they serve pizza at the end. Because what would be a kids' party without pizza, right? Even though it's a healthy place, maybe they're going to have a cauliflower crust from Fresh Brothers. I don't know, <laughs> but um, yeah, they—that's uh, really fun. So if anybody is listening and uh, you know wants to put their kids somewhere this afternoon, it's a great place to put them. Um, the other thing, real quick, I want to mention before uh, we get into introducing our guest is the city of Manhattan okay. Beach uh, this week as city, as city council. They recognize, they do this once a year, they kind of recognize long-term businesses um, who have had a business license in the city for like 50, 40, 30, 25 years type of thing. And it's always mm-hmm. um, fun to be there because uh, sometimes you're like, wow, I didn't know. That business has been here for whatever, fifty, seventy five years. <clears throat> so and they do them on their on the number. So like, you know, okay, for instance, um we had a couple of members get recognized for being in business in Manhattan Beach for fifty years. Um, the Automobile Club of Southern California and Northrop Grumman. And um uh-huh. you know, somebody goes, Well, I've been in business for fifty three years. I go, Well you'll get recognized then probably at fifty five or sixty. <laughs> You got recognized as business, you know. <laughs> but it's always fun when you when, right. and they call them up by kind of by like the decade, you know. They they call them up and they line them up. And there were several in the fifty category. Not all of them were chamber members. I don't have that full list in front of me right now. But there were several, and then they mm-hmm. went to forty and thirty, you know. But it's funny with the fifty years with the automobile club. Um, I don't believe they were. Oh, no, they were. They were present uh, to get their award. But I was thinking, uh-huh. oh, my gosh, can you imagine the changes they've seen, you know, with the automobile, right? Um, I mean, right. they've been in business for 50, 50 years. I would love to know, talk with them. I just need to call them. And, ha- and maybe we'll get them on the radio show and, and talk about the changes they've seen in automobile and automobile insurance because that's what they do, right? And they do travel and other things, too. But, um I, you know, it, I, I thought that was kind of cool because you're like, you know, you do, we all take for granted these places that are um, around us that help feed the co- economy, but we don't really realize how long they've been there. So, um, and then I had a few people go, well, I've been here for 71 years and I've been, and I'm like, all right, all right, you'll get recognized <laughs> in due time. Anyway, so, um, mm-hmm. you know, big okay. shout out. We, we, we listed them all in our newsletter. Um, there's several, um, even down to the 10 years, um, Simsies, you know, one of our beloved restaurants in downtown, and then Tin Roof Bistro over, also over uh, Manhattan Village Mall. They've both been in business already for ten years, and it just, you know, it just well, seems good. like yesterday that a lot of these places opened up. So, um, anyways, kind of been a fun busy week. Well, that's week. a lot. Um, let me, yeah, what else? I know. Oh, oh, one real quick. Next week, um, uh, the 29th is our cybersecurity seminar with First Republic Bank. Uh, from 6 to 7.30 p.m., we're doing it in the multipurpose room on the back side of the Manhattan Beach Library um, on, on Highland Avenue there in downtown. Uh, there is still space available, but very important uh, seminar for anybody who's concerned about protecting uh, their personal or their business information. I think so many people overlook the need to really 
um, protect their information, but also comply with certain privacy laws if you're accepting credit cards and all that type of stuff, too. So all that's going to be um, discussed um, at the First Republic Bank Cybersecurity Seminar on the 29th at 6 p.m. So, again, all that information is on our website, ManhattanBeachChamber.com, um, or people can call the office and we can help them register, too. So, um, there you go. There's kind of the, the quick update of what is happening in Manhattan Beach. Yes, wonderful. Lots of great things happening in Manhattan Beach. And all uh, happening uh, with uh, lots and lots of new chamber members. Um, fantastic, fantastic. So yeah. we are sitting at, at the end of January 2020. And I can't believe how many new laws either went into effect January 1 or are scheduled to go into effect this year. It's, it's a, a, an amazing year for new legislation in California. And, of course, there's some very controversial legislation that's being passed that has been passed previously and is now going into effect that we're going to discuss today. I'm so excited. Uh, Kelly, who is our guest today? Okay, Joe, we have a returning guest this morning, Deanne Chase from Chase Law Group. Uh, Deanne is a business attorney and strategic business growth expert who works with entrepreneurs and business owners to create proper legal structures that form the foundation for a successful business. Deanne has practiced law for over 20 years and has appeared in virtually any courthouse in Southern California defending businesses of all sizes against lawsuits. She is passionate about sharing her wealth of legal knowledge to help entrepreneurs and business owners to avoid costly mistakes and lawsuits. Deanne has been honored as a woman of entrepreneurship by Comerica Bank and the Los Angeles Lakers and has received many accommodations for her dedication to small business. More recently, her, uh, her firm excuse me, was nominated as the best law firm for small business by the Best of Small Business Awards, which celebrates business visionaries. Deanne has a remarkable ability to cut through the uncertainty and confusion experienced by many entrepreneurs and business owners when it comes to legal issues. She is a frequent speaker to groups large and small, has participated on many expert panels, and has been featured as a guest on many podcasts, and radio programs. Cheers to that. Uh, Deanne has created a broad range of products and programs that help entrepreneurs and business owners to incorporate manageable legal structures and systems into their business. This morning, Deanne will tell us about AB5, Assembly Bill 5, that is, and the other new California laws that went into effect this year. Welcome back to the program, Deanne. We are so glad you could join us this morning. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here. So we have talked in the past, Deanne, over over uh, a, a couple of years about you doing more media, and of course you're you're always speaking to groups, uh, large and small, as as Kelly pointed out. Uh, this is this is a big year. This is the year where these questions are going to be asked over and over and over again. So this year would be a great year to, to start such a, uh, uh, a regular media um, uh, presence. But in the beginning, though, I just want to ask you for an overview. Can you give us an uh, overview of how many new California laws go into effect this year? And is this an unusual year? Well, it does seem like um, this year in particular, you know, with regard to um, to my clients who are business owners, professional practice owners, entrepreneurs, there are a lot of laws going into effect um, this year that impact uh, business. And so that is something mm. that I am really focused on. And particularly, uh, it seems that we have a lot of new state laws coming into play with regard to um, primarily to employment situations such as AB5 that talks we'll be talking about more and, and focusing on today, but then other laws with regard to, for example, um, arbitration agreements. It's a recommendation um, that I usually make when we put together an employment program for a small business. We help to put together, for example, an employee handbook. And then we always have a separate, we recommend having a separate arbitration 
agreement between the uh, the employer and the employee to provide for arbitration of any employment claims. Well, that is a new law that's come into effect that has, for all intents and purposes, invalidated such uh, such agreements. And um, and that that law is currently under review by the courts and is sort of in this state of uncertainty at this point. Um, there are other laws that have come into play with regard to uh, employment, you know, discrimination in the workplace. Um, new uh, sexual harassment training that needs to be done that uh, the legislature really tried to push through to get all em- employers and you know it used to be it used to be more than 50 employees you'd have to do this training and more than 20 and now it's come all the way down to our small business owners where if you have even one employee then you need to be doing this sexual harassment training and that just for everyone's um, reference was extended now to the end of this year as opposed to the end of last year so there's a lot to keep up with, and it's really, really hard for small business to keep up, frankly, with what the um, what the legislature is doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It it not only does it seem like there's a a large number of laws being enacted or or that are going into effect, but the potential impact of these seems much bigger than than laws in recent past. I mean. Um, for instance, we're not just talking about uh, the gig economy and uh, you know independent contractors with AB5, but we're also talking about the 15-hour minimum wage. That's gone into effect, hasn't it? Well, the, the minimum wage was, um, was actually signed into law by Governor Brown in 2016, and it was um, incremental to, um, you know, over the next year, six years to I mean, six years from 2016 to get up to that $15 per hour minimum wage. This year, um, the minimum oh. wage is 13. It's uh, $13 per hour for employers with 26 or more employees. It's $12 an hour for employers with less than uh, 26 employees. And if you're in the city of Los Angeles and uh, and the city of San Francisco and other cities or other um, employment um, and minimum wage laws. I think we were talking yesterday that the minimum wage, I think, in the city of LA is fourteen twenty-five. I believe so. It's mm-hmm. you know definitely you know something to keep in mind. That it seems like it mm-hmm. should be a pretty straightforward question. What's the minimum wage? It's like well, it's actually not so mm-hmm. not so easy. And that's I mean, mm-hmm. you know, something as as simple, shall we say, of how much do you pay pay your employees, is is really really challenging. But AB five in particular mm-hmm. is a law that that, as you say, I mean, was marketed as being you know targeted towards this gig economy. Um, you know, the Ubers, the Lyfts, the Postmates, and that are all now challenging the law, frankly, in court. Um, but it has really really impacted. So many other industries, and um, and really had you know call it the law of unintended consequences. But um, but I have and and because my law practice, we would you know like I said, we work with small business owners and professional practice owners. So we work with different types of industries. We work with dentists. We work with people in the entertainment industry. We work with restaurants, retail stores, you know, um, so many different types of businesses that I have all my clients going, what do I do now with with these people that I've been hiring, especially since so many small business owners hire independent contractors because they're just frankly not able financially, particularly when they're first starting out, to take on the burden of of, of of employees with all of the laws that that go along with that. I mean, just you know, just getting to the stage where now we you know say you have an employee, then you have you know paid sick leave, and you have meal and rest breaks, and overtime provisions, and employee handbooks, and mm-hmm. just so much that goes along with having an employee. Workers' compensation insurance. Um, and so uh, so yeah, this this legislation has had a sweeping effect across many, many, many different industries. Wow. 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 Um, okay. So um, we're going to, we're going to try to break it down into bite-sized chunks and give people pointers to more information. What can we do in, you know, the few minutes that we have in this format? Um, what, what, what can, how can we uh, best prepare uh, small business people like, 
chamber members uh, mm-hmm. to uh, to understand these impacts on their business. Well, I think that. Um well, I'll, I'll pitch my newsletter. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, so my yeah. law firm is Chase Law Group, and uh, and we have a monthly newsletter that we um, that we every month we come up with um, you know relevant information to keep our small business owners um, up to speed, and um, so they can just reach out to us at uh, Chase Law MB from ManhattanBeach.com. And Kelly, we've been here in the city of Manhattan Beach for over ten years chamber member over 10 mm-hmm. years, so uh, very proud of that. Um, but um, I think, you know, let's just kind of put um, this new AB5 law into just into a nutshell. So basically, for better or for worse, what AB5 says, and AB5 is Assembly Bill 5, which was um, legislation that was sponsored by uh, Loretta Gonzalez, a Democrat out of San Diego, um, she has um, mm-hmm. been defending this, um, her legislation against many, many um, people who are very upset with the legislation. But essentially what AB5 says is that all workers in the state of California are employees unless they, uh, they meet a, a, a particular test that's stated in the, um, in the legislation. So start with the presumption that anyone you hire for your business is an employee, period. Um, then mm. there are different tests, and this is where it gets super complicated, <laughs> all right? So, um, so, you know, I'll just keep talking, and if you need to take a break, let me know. Um, so, well, so, well, what okay, it, okay. That, so is this the A-B test? It's an ABC, ABC test. test. Yes. So basically the legislation says all workers are employees unless they meet a three-part ABC test. And what happened was, you know, keep in mind, just kind of overall, this this trend toward a presumption of employment and against an independent contract independent contractor status has really been going on for many, many years and, and more so over the past several years. So in... Um, in April of 2018, the California Supreme Court uh, issued a um, a ruling in, the, in a case called Dynamex Operations West Inc. versus Superior Court of Los Angeles. And in that case, Dynamex, the California Supreme Court set forth this new ABC test, a three-part test, to say, again, everyone is an employee unless they meet all three parts of the ABC test. So what AB5 did ostensibly was to clarify the impact of the ABC test. It did, what AB5 says is you must meet that ABC test and um, uh, unless, well, unless you can find find an exemption. So what is the ABC test? Are you ready? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I guess I'm ready. Here, here we go. All right. Part A says the worker is free from the control and direction of the hiring entity in contract and in fact. So, it, so I was telling at at the the talk that I gave for the Manhattan Beach Chamber of Commerce. This this just right out of the the gate says you have to have a contract. Anytime you're going to try to hire an independent contractor, you need to have a contract that then demonstrates that you're that you're going to try to fall within an exemption. So, um, and the worker has to be free from the control and direction of the hiring entity, which basically means it's usually I say it says to the how, you know, how they do the job. The the hiring entity essentially cannot tell an independent contractor how to do their job, right? Mm-hmm. Part mm-hmm. Part B, and this is. Part B is the infamous, the infamous, if you will, Part B. This is where really a lot of independent contractor relationships are, are getting kicked into an employment status. Part B says the worker mm-hmm. performs work outside the usual course of the hiring entity's business. Um, and um, I'll talk more about that. Let me just move on and just so we talk about Part mm-hmm. C. And so, again, you need to meet all parts. Part C says the worker is customarily engaged in an independently established trade, occupation, or business 
of the same nature as the work performed. All right, so let me give you an example. I, and I, I kind of, this is the one I always use. So you have a yoga studio that hires yoga mm. instructors, right? Yoga, mm. yoga. Mm. So uh, part B would then say <laughs> if the worker, the worker performs work outside the usual course of a hiring entity's business. So the usual course of a yoga studio would be providing yoga services. So therefore, a yoga instructor would not qualify as an independent contractor. And that really put a lot of my clients that have those types of facilities into a, quite a quagmire. But anyway, um, and then part C says worker is customarily engaged in an independently established trade occupation or business of the same nature as work performed. So I use the yoga instructor plumber. Okay, that's really kind of mm. bright line, of course. You know, a plumber, obviously, for Part B purposes, is outside the usual course of, of a yoga studio's business operations. And, But in order to still qualify as an independent contractor, the plumber also has to have their own independently established business that is of the same nature of the work that they're performing for the yoga studio. So basically, the plumber, in order to be an independent contractor for the yoga studio, would have to have their own independently established plumbing business and would need to mm -hmm. regularly provide plumbing services to other businesses. And so that is the ABC test. But like okay. any rule, so gonna, there are okay. tons of exemptions to that, but, I'll, but let's just start yeah, there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Kelly, so, I'll yeah. give you uh, Yeah. Hope. <laughs> <laughs> Should we take and I always say, Kelly, right don't shoot show? the messenger. Don't shoot the messenger. <laughs> no, Go ahead. no, I yeah. know. No, no, okay. But what's really funny is I in I sat through uh, one of the two seminars that Deanne offered this week, and of course I've had uh, many conversations with different people. I've been in some of the like the South Bay, you know, Association of Chamber meetings. I, I I've been hearing this and seeing it and seeing you know for for months now, and and I still have questions and and I know uh, and Deanne was great when she was giving these seminars too because you know everybody was literally scratching their head or you know kind of throwing up the pencil like oh my gosh this is crazy everybody you know we, it, you know it was pretty funny and I'm sure Deanne you've seen it a hundred thousand times already this year but <laughs> uh, there's so many questions but um, Joe before we give you your pop quiz should we take a station break yes well thank you Kelly let's do that uh, we'll take a quick break ladies and gentlemen you're listening to the South Bay Show. We bring these informative, topical shows to you every live every Thursday morning at 8 a.m. and every Friday morning at 8 a.m. Uh, Thursday mornings at 8 a.m. It's the South Bay uh, Spotlight, where we spotlight a business or a restaurant or uh, a cultural event or um, like the uh, or a uh, conservancy like the uh, Palos Verdes Peninsula Land Conservancy. I'm going to give a shout out to them, pvplc.org. Um, and we do that every week uh, on Thursdays. Uh, and then, of course, on Fridays, it's uh, the uh, Manhattan Beach Chamber 360. So we do all of those same wonderful things featuring great businesses and great cultural events with an emphasis on Manhattan Beach proper and Manhattan Beach Chambers in, uh, Chamber members in particular. We'd love for you to join us. And of course, if you want to find our podcast, you can simply say, Alexa, play the South Bay Show podcast. Or, uh, hey, Google, play the South Bay Show podcast. Or, hey, Siri, play the South Bay Show podcast. Please do, please do so on a regular basis and encourage all your friends and relatives and uh, and everyone you know to do so. Now, Kelly, um, how can we get a handle on this? And which, which one do you want to tackle, A, B, or C? <laughs> I know. Well, and actually, okay, A for Alexa. I want to go back to that for one second because I love that uh, people can say, hey, Alexa, find the South Bay show. Um, <laughs> you know what we have to do yeah. after we get off the air is go, hey, Alexa, talk to me about AB5. Uh, Deanne, I, it, I'm just I'm, <laughs> I'm being slightly silly, but – I, has anybody done that yet? Because that, that might be kind of funny. Cause it's always kind of funny when you ask Alexa or Siri, you know, hey, you know, yes. you say something. Sometimes the answer is really funny. Um, I, I'm <laughs> maybe maybe Alexa would say, Deanne. yeah, Alexa would say, call Deanne. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 oh, my gosh. 
joined the chamber and called Deanne. <laughs> no, I know. Okay, so yes. that's going to be our little, uh, that's going to be our homework, Joe, after we hang up. One of us is going to yes. do that. I, okay. I'm just curious. I, uh, gosh darn it, I should have done it before the show started. But um, anyway, okay, so, um, you know, I, uh, Deanne, you're so good. You're so clear, and you, and you break it down so well. But uh, in true keeping with any type of law um, in you know, particularly public California, um, if there's so many little, I don't know if they're loopholes or rules or just so many different ways to dissect this and tackle it. So let's just break it down super simple. Let's go back to the yoga um, example, okay? So if um, yoga studio, um, they ha- they have their instructors, so if their instructors are right now or whatever were considered, you know, independent contractors coming in, they do one or two classes a day. But let's say one of those instructors um, also has their own practice or they're a personal trainer or maybe they're a health and wellness coach and they have that business. Are Do they still have to be considered um, an employee under the yoga studio? Under the current, the, the new law. You know, or, you think it'd be a simple question, enough? but it's not. No. Well, so <laughs> so traditionally, <laughs> this is not. It's really not easy. Um, traditionally, and I use yoga instructors as an example because traditionally, yoga instructors were hired as independent contractors for the for the yoga studios because they did work. Usually, a yoga instructor would work for you know sometimes it would work for only one studio, but sometimes they would work for several studios. And mm-hmm. and they, the, for the most part, the yoga instructors really liked, just like a lot of the Uber drivers, they like the lifestyle that that independent contractor relation gives them. They have the opportunity to, you know, kind of have their own business, do their own thing. And um, mm-hmm. but um, but because of this Part B of this ABC test, it really kind of swept a lot of people like these yoga instructors into an employment relationship to say usually what what your what the services that you're providing are within the ordinary course of the business and therefore you just you uh, don't qualify for an exemption and I think that that's um, you know I, I do want to let people know that while the ABC test is definitely the law of the land the legislature in an attempt to clarify let's give them the benefit of the doubt. In an attempt to clarify what the California Supreme Court did in the Dynamex case, they put out AB5, which the legislature basically essentially says, look, the reason we put out AB5 is to reinstate some of the exemptions that existed prior to um, to Dynamex. But, frankly, they did a lousy job of it. And, um, and so it's not clear. But so you can skip the ABC test if you fall within an exemption. And so let me just kind of give you an idea of those that fall within an exemption that then get to apply a different test. So we have licensed insurance, anyone licensed by the Department of Insurance, uh, physician, surgeon, dentist, podiatrist, psychologist, veterinarian, licensed lawyer, mm-hmm. architect, engineer, private investigator, accountant, securities broker, dealer, direct sales, salesperson, commercial fisherman, newspaper distributor, or carrier. So those are some of the exemptions where if they're one of those, (laughs) right? So then you start, so to answer your, to kind of go long-winded to answer your question, you know, what we do then is we try to find an exemption. So if these, if you fall within the scope of this, you get to apply what's called the Borello test, and I'll tell you what that is in a minute. Um, But then there are additional exemptions that apply that have to go through another exhaustive set of factors before they can then have the liberty of skipping ABC and applying this Borello test that was the existing law. So if you have professional services such as marketing, HR administrators, travel agent services, graphic design, grant writers, fine artists, IRS enrolled agents, payment processing, photo photojournalists, freelance writers, licensed estheticians, electronic manicures, barbers, real estate licensees, uh, trucking services, uh, referral agencies for incorporated service providers that are graphic design, photography, tutoring, event planning, minor home repair. <laughs> I could go on and on and on. Um, well, Aaron running furniture assembly, that sort of thing. So all of these different, so basically it's like this now, this piecemeal program of exempting, frankly, some with very good lobbies, <laughs> right, from uh-huh. the ABC law. 
And so, but just, but generally speaking, if you fall within one of these exempt categories, you can skip the, the three-part ABC test, but then you're still required to apply what's called the Borello test, which was the, the law of the land since a, a, a case called S.G. Borello and Sons versus the Department of Industrial Relations in 1989. And so, but basically mm -hmm. what that Borello test was called the right to control test, um, where, uh, you know, so long as the hiring party did not have the right to control the manner and means by which services were provided, then, uh, then you would have an independent contractor. Um, you would have an independent contractor, and that test has 11 factors or so. So, um, and I can run through those too, but I, you know, I know it's a lot of information. But oh. so the point being, just kind yeah. of big picture. What's that? No, I, I, I agree. On the radio, it's it's big picture uh, concepts. Yeah. So just to say, all employees are all all workers are employees unless they meet the ABC test or unless they meet an exemption to the ABC test. If they meet an exemption to the ABC test, then they may they apply the um, the the previous law of the land, which was the Borello um, test, and but they may but in order to apply Borello, they may have to have a set of factors. And just so you know, briefly, Borello in, involves like you know the kind of work that was being done, whether it's usually done by a specialist without supervision. Um, you know, of course, who supplies the instrument, instrumentalities, tools, and the place for the, where the worker's doing the work. So historically, you know, if you have someone who's not working at your location and they use their own tools and equipment, then, you know, they have their own LLC or corporation. They have their own business license. Those are two really, really big factors now, by the way, is an independent mm. contractor should have their own LLC or corporation, and an independent contractor should have their own business license. So that is good for the person, for the company hiring the independent contractor because I told some of the um, sole proprietors in the room, and it was not well taken, but I said, hey, you know, you have people who are sole proprietors. They're essentially individuals, um, and there is a risk that someone hires someone who's an individual is going to make a misclassification claim even if that, that sole proprietor has a DBA and, and maybe even a business license. But if, if you're, if you're going to, as a hiring, if you're hiring someone as an independent contractor, I think that the best way to protect yourself is, number one, if you're going to do that, you, want, you need to have a very carefully drafted contract. And number two, you only want to hire people who have their own LLC or corporation, they have their own, and they have their own business license. That it well yeah. that's a that's a good simple <laughs> test. That's a good simple way to to protect yourself if mm -hmm. someone's looking for hey just give me you know in three sentences how do I protect myself? Only hire people with their own LLC or corporation and a business license, and you're you're you have a good shot at at claiming they're an independent contractor, right? It, right, along with having a good contract that sets forth. Right. What you know? What exemption you're trying to fall under? So I had someone oh, ask me um, at one of the talks, "Is like, well, can I download a template? You know, is there some place I can get just a template of these independent contractor agreements?" And I said, "No." I said, mm. you, "You really, unfortunately, especially if you're going to take the risk of 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 trying to classify someone as an independent contractor, you really do need to work with a lawyer, particularly in today's environment, to make sure that you're mm -hmm. that you're documenting the exemption." that you're falling in mm -hmm. and that your independent contractor mm -hmm. agreement would say, would have language, for example, that would say you have your, you know, you, the independent contractor, you know, represent and warrant that you do in fact have a business license, you know, that you do in mm -hmm. fact have a valid, you know, LLC or corporation mm -hmm. within your state of formation. And, and, you know, and so, and just go through these factors and make sure that each factor is addressed in the contract. So that's what I would say. Three things okay. to protect yourself is hire someone who has their own LLC or corporation, hire someone with a business license, and have a well-drafted written contract. Now, um, uh, Deanne, we've come to that time in the show 
where we want to move from the new laws that are affecting us here in California, but uh, to talk about uh, one of your, I know one of your uh, passions is, you know, kind of the a simple five mistakes that many small businesses uh, make. Can you tell us a little bit about that uh, and, and how small businesses can get in touch with you and, and further understand that? Absolutely. So um, I'm very passionate about helping small business owners to to run a successful business in the state of California, and so uh, so I put I I drafted a an is an ebook called the top five legal mistakes small business owners make, um, and in order to get that book, all they need to do is text biz law b i z l a w to two six seven eight six. So text BizLaw to 26786, and they'll be able to download that free ebook on the top five legal mistakes small business owners make. Also, if they wanted to reach out to me, um, they can go to our website. It's um, chaselawmb.com, or easier is southbaybusinesslawyers.com, and they can, um, you know, they're welcome then to uh, to. Uh, get signed up for our newsletter so they can get monthly um, information and updates about uh, laws that affect their businesses. And, uh, and they can reach out to me, and I, uh, I always offer uh, any member of the Manhattan Beach Chamber of Commerce a 30-minute complimentary consultation. So uh, they mm-hmm. are able to you know, get value from their chamber membership. I think the Manhattan Beach Chamber of Commerce is doing such an amazing job and I'm happy, mm-hmm. happy to support them and our small business community. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's, you want to text BizLaw, B-I-Z-L-A-W, to 26786. Is that correct? Yes. All right. Um, there you go. Now, Kelly, do you have any questions for Deanne as we, as we get to the end of this? It, I thought an hour was a long time years ago, but we now know <laughs> that it's not when you have such complicated, complex issues. Uh, Kelly, any questions? Um, first of all, just a comment, uh, and thank you, Deanne, uh, for the shout-out for the Chamber. I, I appreciate that. <clears throat> I know, um, you know we always work hard to bring um, interesting topics and seminars to everybody, and, but I appreciate your kind words, too, and, and more so that you're helping out small businesses and trying to navigate this crazy world. Um, you know, it's so funny because people, we get all sorts, of, I mean, we're like a, a portal of, you know, and a, and a mix, we're like a big soup pot at, at the chamber because people um, stop by and ask questions. You know, they, uh, you have the independent contractor who joins the chamber. You have the large corporation who joins the chamber. You have people who aren't members who just call and have questions. And we're always, we always try to refer to, you know, the best source. Uh, if we can answer their question simply, then we do. Or we refer them to whomever, you know, we think might be able to do that. <clears throat> But I think this, um, you know, and, and Joe, I don't know if you know, we, you know, we have, most chambers have a legislative mm-hmm. action committee. Sometimes it's called something different too. So <laughs> we discuss a lot of these um, laws um, when they take effect, but we're also discussing them as the time leading up to that as they're moving through the legislative process in, in the state. And often for a year or two, um, or sometimes even more, um, these things are being mulled over and going through that process. And I think as most things, it doesn't really hit home with people until um, it takes form. I mean, you get people who tune in. The hardest part is getting people to pay attention, right? Um, you can tell them, hey, this is mm-hmm. happening. You know, be aware of this, or you know, and until it starts hitting, or until that first lawsuit hits, or something, or somebody gets in trouble, or they get that phone call, you know, from EDD, um, it's it doesn't make sense to a lot of people. And I think you know, GM, besides the ABC test for the AB five, um, and. You know, and I actually um, texted your the, the text the other day and and got your guide immediately. But if you, you know, 
the other thing too, I mean, I don't even know how to say it. It's like people don't always um, have a business attorney, and that's so important to have representation. Whether you have a small issues like this, and as you're forming your business um, or moving through it, you've got to you know I, I spend that money and engage in that relationship. Whether it's an attorney, whether it's a marketing firm, wh- whatever it is, you know, to do the right things and, and lay the groundwork. So, Dan, if you were going to give somebody, let's say, um, you know, they have an idea, they have not opened their business yet, they they haven't even found the location, they're not sure exactly, you know, when they're going to open, but they're starting, you know, they're starting to explore, they want to, okay, let's just take a, an obvious one. Let's just, okay, let's take the yoga studio. <laughs> um, you know, if, if they're going, okay, I'm a yoga enthusiast, and I've been teaching yoga for 20 years, and I want my own studio now. Mm-hmm. What would be some of the, like, like, give us, like, the top two, three, four things that you would tell them just to start thinking about or doing before they even launch and open their doors? Well, I think that... Um basically what I tell people who are who are thinking about starting up, um, there is, you know, there's the, the South Bay Development Center, SBDC. There's the Small Business Administration, the SBA, that has a lot of good information. Uh, the Manhattan Beach Chamber, uh, Cal Chamber, those sorts of organizations provide free advice. Um, and that's, that's a good place to get started. But frankly, I found that they kind of give some incomplete and incorrect advice, particularly when it, I hear um, people – you know, if you're serious about starting up a business, the very first thing you need to do, I feel, is to form a business entity, either an LLC or a corporation. My general preference is for an LLC and um, because it's really simple to set up and very simple to maintain. Of course, unfortunately, in the state of California, there is an $800 per year that, um, uh, franchise tax that gets paid to the Franchise Tax Board. Uh, for the privilege of being an LLC, although I think uh, Governor Newsom is working on a an exemption from that. But in any event, I think you do it a business entity right from the start because that's when you're you get an EIN number, you start to develop corporate credit, you open your bank accounts, you publish a DBA. All of that is done from the start, and you really should have it in the name of the the entity from the start. Where some people say just wait and see how it goes, you know, and that sort of thing. So that's the first thing I'd say is is if you're serious about doing this, then you want to form a business entity. The second second thing I tell people to be very, very careful of is when you're choosing a name for your business, you want to do a very comprehensive analysis of the name that you're going to choose to make sure that it does not conflict with either the identical name or something substantially similar to, um, to, to someone else who's already using that name. And so, you know, of course you're going to do a Google search. You look through, you know, the Secretary of State for similar entities. You do a domain search. You do a Google search. You look at social media. And make sure that when you pick a name for your business that, that you're not going to be getting a cease and desist letter two, three, five years down the road after your sign is hanging out st- outside of your retail store, you know, <laughs> that um, – that that you know that you've now got an infringement case. So those those are the the primary things. Is that and of course, like I said, be careful about hiring. That you know when you're when you're hiring independent contractors. Hmm. Um, I hope, ab- hope that answers your yeah, question. Absolutely. Yeah. No, it, it does because I think um, the amount of prep time you you know you put into it <laughs> will definitely you know pay off down the road. I, there have there have been. Um, Mm, I can think of one. It wasn't particularly a chamber member, but somebody uh, in the city whose name was uh, actually it's happened twice in the last couple of years, and they've been forced to change their name of their business um, almost, you know, immediately. Um, yes. And the, I don't think, you know, the uh, the new entrepreneur who's, you know, got a the, the, the American dream to open up a business, you know, um, doesn't realize how much cost goes into from soup to nuts, you know, from the concept to um, forming your LLC to getting the proper guidance to opening those doors to building out if you have a brick and mortar building out. Um, <clears throat> there's permits all along the way for those signs and banners and the, the, moving the counter inside what all that stuff and so um when I, I, it's heartbreaking when i see somebody who has to change their name or has to change something within their business you know in the first month or two of doing business um yeah. i think it happens more than not and um i see that all the time they would 
Yeah, and they wouldn't want another business to make that mistake and then kind of have their name because they would probably trigger the same thing and ask them to change it, you know. So, um, yeah. you know, and we do a trademark. preparation. Yeah, we do a trademark search and analysis for um, for our clients that are coming to us to start up a business. I mean, I created a a program because, of course, it's expensive. Um, one thing I will say is just to make sure that that a new business has a, has a, an appropriate budget, like you talked about, and to budget for legal. I mean, you wanna you want more than a legal Zoom, frankly, uh, budget for legal to make sure you're doing things right. And so we do a trademark search and analysis of names. And I created, I call it the Legal Essentials for Business Owners Program, that essentially I say, what is essential for your business? An entity, a trademark, search, and then filing the trademark to protect it, uh, you know, a customized contract. We provide registered agent services. And essentially say, okay, what would be the cost of that? Whatever the cost is, we spread it out over, uh, out over a 12-month um, program. And I created that in order to make it affordable, but also to make sure that small businesses get what they need from the legal perspective. Oh, and the other thing before I forget is very, very important that if if there's a partnership situation, that they make sure that they get that partnership agreement in writing because the trade people changing their names right after they open and partnership disputes are what I see a lot. So be very careful. That's a, you raise a really good point, Deanna. I mean, that's a whole other. Oh my gosh, um, because I and I and I think that probably in this day and age, with expenses being the way they are and the cost of living, just in, and doing business in California is so significant. Are you seeing more partnerships or sole proprietors? <clears throat> just in the in the last couple of years. I mean, is there a trend, or is it is there no necessarily you know uh, trend in that? Um, I, I'm just seeing more people starting their businesses in general. I do see more um, sole proprietors that I'm talking to about incorporating, um, and then, uh, but I, I do see a fair share of uh, business partnerships as well. And I love working with business partnerships, but they just need to, they need to be able to communicate with one another about what their expectations and understandings are. I say partnerships come down to time, money, and a little bit of ego all mixed in. <laughs> So they just need to, you know, make sure that they uh, that they know who's doing what. And that's right. clearly defined. <clears throat> yeah. Oh my wow. goodness. Preparation. Um, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh gosh. I mean, uh, yeah, we could spend two hours on this subject because <laughs> there's so much to learn, so much to know. Uh, Deanne, just give us a few words about how people can get in touch with you and find you, and of course. They can text BizLaw, B-I-Z-L-A-W, to 26786 and get your uh, free ebook. But tell us, how can we get in touch with you? Um, so they can go to SouthBayBusinessLawyers.com and, um, you know, mm-hmm. fill out our contact us uh, form. There's a place to sign up for our newsletter. There's a place to, um, if you're a Manhattan Beach Chamber member, to get uh, to request a complimentary con- consultation. Um, so that's probably the best way is to go to our website. Um, we're located here in Manhattan Beach, 1721 uh, North Sepulveda Boulevard. We have a green standalone building. You can just drive by, um, stop in and say hi. <laughs> you know, we're here. We're we're here in the South Bay. We've been here for I've lived here for over 20 years, and uh, had our practice here. Um, my practice for over 10. So, uh, so we're local. You can call 310-545-7700 and say hello. And say hello. And don't be afraid. Well, thank you. Yeah, don't be afraid to reach out <laughs> and ask questions, right? No. I am an op- no. I am so open. I'm uh, so happy to help. Yeah. Thank you, Deanne. Thank you so much for this. Um, it's been wonderful. Deanne Chase from uh, Chase Law Group. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. And uh, Kelly, a lot for business uh, owners in general and Manhattan Beach Chamber members to uh, to take in this year, huh? Oh my gosh, yes, always. And um, you know, I, it, the good news is there's resources. You can come to the chamber. You can come right. to other places that Deanne mentioned. There, there are resources. People just need to be smart and ask and talk and look and pick up right, the phone or, right. or walk in and say hello. Because there, there are resources, um, and you're better off doing it right from the beginning than trying to backtrack, for sure. Right. Okay. 
Um, that's wonderful. What a great show. Uh, text B-I-Z-L-A-W, Bizlaw, to 26786. And with that, uh, thank you so much, uh, Deanne and Kelly. Uh, have a great weekend, everyone. Uh, you too. We'll thank see you, you soon. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you.